Before we get into this week in gaming, we want to give a special thank you to Razer for sponsoring this episode. Razer is for gamers by gamers, and they provide some of the best gear that you can get. These new Huntsman Razer V2 keyboards have everything you could want. 10 times faster response time over a mechanical keyboard, double shot PBT keycaps, linear optical switches... RGB for days. It's the greatest thing you'll ever use. You can get yours by heading to multiplayerpodcast.com slash razor. Enter code multiplayer at checkout to receive a free gift. Paul, let's talk some gaming news, buddy. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We have two episodes that we release every week on the topic of gaming. On Mondays, we have full hour episodes. And then on Thursdays, like today, we cover what we've been playing over the last week, along with recent gaming news. If you have not already done so, please rate our podcast five stars and leave us a review. And also, if you enjoy what we do here, we would like to ask you to think about supporting our episode financially. You can do that by subscribing inside Apple Podcasts, or you can do that on Patreon by visiting MultiplayerSquad.com, where you can pledge a couple of dollars a month. You'll get some awesome perks. Josh and I record extra bonus quick take episodes that run five to ten minutes. You get two of those every week as well. And so that's a way to get extra content and to also help out your favorite podcast. I am your host, Paul. And joining me here, as always... He's been breaking riffs left and right these last few days. It's Josh. I thought you said riff for a second, like uh, oh. like a guitar riff. And then I was like, Paul, yes. I don't know if you know this, but I'm not musically inclined, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Josh has been hitting the whammy bar yeah. and playing those guitar solos. No, no, no. Usually here in the beginning of the episode, we talk about what games we've been playing in our personal time. And... A long time ago, we did cover the game demo of Rift Breaker, Ooh. and I think you picked it up, right? I have a problem, Paul. I, I have this thing where I get tired of games really quickly, and then I want to try new uh-huh. games. And, <laughs> right. you know, I call it game ADD. It's very rare for me to finish a game. If it if I do finish a game, that's a very high compliment. Um, and so I just, I had this itch, man. My brain was yelling at me going, you want to play something new. You want to play something new. And Riftbreaker just released. And the gameplay in the footage on Riftbreaker looks incredible. So I finally went, you know what, man, I'm going to get it. I want something to play on top of the other 30 games that I have that I haven't played yet either. And so I downloaded it and I started playing it. It's a very well done game. Like this screams AAA title without being AAA. Mm-hmm. Everything is super polished. The graphics are incredible. It is basically, I have heard people describe it as Factorio, but with action fighting combat almost. Now, I've never played right. Factorio, but we've played a lot of Satisfactory. Um, and basically what you do in this game is you are, you're in a mech suit, you build up this base, you go out into the world, these hordes and hordes of aliens swarm you, you have... A plethora of different weapons that you can use against them that are amazing. And the graphic effects in this game are phenomenal. It was just, it was so fun. It was top notch. I was playing it. And then all of a sudden I realized you're never going to finish this game. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that sounds right? about right. And then I went, oh no, what have I done? So I stopped. I, I immediately exited out. I checked my playtime because you know Steam has the two-hour refund policy. Sure. I was at 116 minutes. Oh, and I kind of refund it. I did. I refunded it. Now that is nothing against the game itself. I highly recommend Rift Breaker to anybody because it seems like it. It's a really, really good game. It was just my own thing where I kind of went. You don't have time for this. What are you doing? You just wasted like twenty five dollars, <laughs> man. And so I refunded it. Steam went. Yeah, okay, fine. You're less than two hours. No big deal. But oh, man, that's too funny. Now you don't do that. You don't. You're not as like video game ADD as I am, are you? No, no. In fact, I have joked, maybe even on the podcast, but there's a line from the movie The Departed that always stuck with me when Matt Damon tells his girlfriend, "If this isn't going to work, you have to tell me because I'm Irish. I'll deal with something <laughs> bad until the day I die. So if I start a game, I'm finishing it, good or bad. Like oh, we're gonna go no. all the way." I'm going to finish it. I am very task oriented. So whereas you'll bounce around between a few games, like even when we know the next two deep dives, you'll start juggling both. I can't do that. I focus on the one game and then as soon as I beat it, I'll move on to the next. And it's very rare that I drop a game midway unless it's something like the forest or something that I just really do not like whatsoever. Yeah, man. And this, and the crazy thing is, I was enjoying myself. It's a great game. Like, I I was darn near two hours in, and that's when I just had this moment where I was like, dude, you are like, you're going to play this game for like five hours, maybe. And then it's just going (laughs) to sit on your desktop and never get touched again. And that's not from it being a good game. It's just knowing myself (laughs) going, like, why didn't you buy this, man? So Yeah, I I remember Rift Breaker, kind of their whole little niche was that it was like a tower defense game, but then in between waves, you would go out and explore the world and do more action. You love tower defense games. Every once in a while, you'll just tell me, like, do you know any good tower defense games? I'm just looking for one. So this one I definitely had pegged as being a Josh game. But I think with everything else we have to play for the show, and there's so many releases here in the holiday season, I kind of see why you would refund it. Yeah, it's I it, I did. Thankfully, I didn't play it long enough to not refund it, because then I don't yeah. know what would have happened. But I, I, I came to my senses, thankfully. But <laughs> I did enjoy those 116 minutes a lot. So if you're thinking about Rift Breaker, or if you've never heard of it before... <laughs> Definitely worth checking out because I think it's I think it's a very well done game that a lot of people will like. Yeah, I definitely remember liking the demo. In my single player time, I re-downloaded and restarted Disco Elysium. Ooh. So ironically, we've talked about games that I did not finish, and this was one of them. And I remember saying on the show, I just remember kind of like fizzling out. I don't really know why. Well, as soon as I reinstalled the game, I clicked on load. And it had my last save as March 17th, 2020. Oh, a day that'll go down in history, Paul. It's it's literally like plus or minus one or two days of us starting the podcast. (laughs) So clearly I was like, okay, that that's why I stopped. Because I knew I liked it, but that was when we started making our schedule and we had to play all the same games between you, me, and Todd. So I have not gotten too far into it. I played for about 90 minutes or so so far. Yeah, uh, I, I I tried making a lot of decisions different than I did in my first playthrough, and so my guy's a little wackier. And this game's got some weird, funny, crazy moments that kind of drop out of nowhere. 
So my guy is just like waking up, hungover. He lost his badge and gun. He doesn't remember anything. You know, hits on this woman with a cigarette. And then I walk downstairs and talk to this bartender. And he tells me that I owe him money on my tab. And I selected the option instead to give him the middle finger. (laughs) So my my guy starts running for the door, throws up two middle fingers at the guy, and then slips and uh, gets knocked unconscious and then comes back later. So I was like, okay, this might be one of those games where I just have to be an agent of chaos because when you can have funny moments like this, oh man, I really do enjoy it. So I think I'm going to like this playthrough of Disco Elysium. I am very curious to hear your thoughts on that because that is one of those games that ranks at the top of a lot of people's lists for game of the year contender for, I think it released in 2020, but then they did a a director's cut or something in 2021. Yeah. But it this game gets critically acclaimed. I think it's review scores are through the roof. Like I'm very interested in it. It's not necessarily my type of game because there's no combat at all from what I hear. It's all dialogue. Yeah. And I heard somebody say, for those of you that need combat in a, in like an, in an RPG, think of the conversation as combat. And then that will kind of help you understand like the flow of the game. And I kind of went, I kind of get that. Like, okay, that that kind of makes sense to me. But yeah, I'm really curious because I've heard the story is second to none. Like the characters in this game, the story, the writing in it is like Oscar worthy is what people are saying. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm very curious to see <laughs> number one, if you stick with it and then if it's, if it's as good as people say it is and you feel that way, then I may have to pick it up and, and give it a try. Yeah, we'll we'll see if I stick with my my agent of chaos playthrough. I I'm pointing guns at kids. I always start and to feel guilty, man. All kinds of like, wild stuff. <laughs> like I don't know why I can't be a jerk in video games. It's probably because I can't be a jerk in real life either. But it, it's one yeah. of those like I can do a little bit of like like that. But then I'm like I'm I kind of feel bad. I talked to that lady that way, and uh, so now let me go on this quest to make amends. Yeah, yeah. I I think I'll stick with it. I saw it's about a twenty hour game or so. It's not too bad. I'll I'll definitely play through at least once. I might even do it twice because I feel like whatever archetype you pick and however or wherever you put your points probably plays out pretty differently. Yeah. So I think it has that high replayability also. I just keep waiting for you to like beat this and then just message me and be like, Josh, you have to play this game. It's incredible. <laughs> and then it'll be like, that'll be the thing that pushes me over the the ledge and I'll be like, I'm buying it right now. Yeah, and then 118 yeah. minutes in, I'll be like, what have I done? I'm never going to play this game all the way through. <laughs> That's the trick. Whenever you buy a game, you just need to start like a timer. Just get like an egg timer or something <sighs> that do, goes man. for like two hours and just set it. Yeah, I really do. It's smart. I'll save a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then this week, well, it's this week for us. I know it'll be just over a week by the time this podcast releases. But Hearthstone Mercenaries released on October 12th. We've had it available almost for a full week now. And I I, I played it today for the first time. I did not play it terribly long. I put in about an hour or so. I got through the whole tutorial. I ran a couple of missions. I spent a lot of my coins because I had a ton of coins available. Bought a whole bunch of packs. Messed around a little bit. Was setting my little band or my party, whatever they call it. 
I think you jumped into Mercenaries a little bit, too. Did you not? I I did, actually. Spoiler alert. One of the Quick Takes bonus episodes uh, that we will be releasing, I did on Hearthstone Mercenaries. Now, obviously, I go a Mm. lot further in-depth on that one um, than we will right now. But it's it's enjoyable. It's slow-paced. Like Hearthstone's never been like a quick game, but I feel like Mercenaries is slower than a lot of their other modes. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because you can just get up and walk away. You know, like a lot of it's single player. And so I find it very relaxing until it gets boring. So it's like there's this line of like, hey, I want something just chill. I'll sit there and play Hearthstone Mercenaries for a little bit. It's very relaxing and calm. I don't have to think too hard. And then it's so slow that I start to get bored after like 30 or 40 minutes. And I'm like, okay, now I'll go play a real game. <laughs> I've been, yeah, I've been yeah. enjoying it, man. Like, I don't think I'm going to enjoy it for very long, but it's been, it's been fun so far. It's nice to just have something brand new that's completely free that somebody says, here you go. Why don't you play this for a little while? There's no stress involved with giving it a try. Um, it's probably not going to be my favorite mode. I think Battlegrounds will still beat out Mercenaries unless things change as you finally get to like the higher levels. Like maybe some of the boss fights in the PvP. I have done some PvP, but maybe that gets a lot more entertaining later on. I, I don't know. It seems very simple, even though they couldn't explain it <laughs> in the yeah. reveal at all. Like it's it's actually a very simple game. So I, I, I've been having fun with it. I think people should definitely check it out. Yeah, we definitely piled on Blizzard when everyone was making fun of the Mercenaries reveal, when they kind of jumped right into the specifics and didn't really seem to be able to explain the gameplay. When I jumped in and did the tutorial... It, it made a whole lot of sense to me. Like, this is like any RPG game just in card format. You use your cards at your disposal to put together your group of six, and then you can have three guys fighting at any one time. It's divided into protectors, fighters, and casters. There's a little bit of that rock, paper, scissors thing going on where the casters do double damage to fighter, or, or yeah, however it works, yeah. whatever the order is. And... You know, I I thought it was a a blast. And especially having my backbone of World of Warcraft, you're going out to the Barrens first. And that's like the noob zone in World of Warcraft. And then later on, you're going to, you know, Blackrock Mountain and stuff, you know, later in the game. And you're seeing a lot of the same old figures. I thought it was a blast. It's fun. You level up. You get to add new cards and abilities to certain characters. And I think it's really fun. You get to play taunt cards and you heal and it's kind of just like a little contained 3v3 battle that just has all these rpg elements it's yeah fun. there's Let's some not strategy talk. involved too i mean there is a I, I didn't mean i don't mean to poop on it i just worry a little bit that the slow pace of it is going to turn off some people what i would love to do you know is is finally get my mercenary banned in a combo that i like and then like pvp you you know, to see the strategies that people employ, because I think that's where the game will actually shine. But I'm so busy leveling my guys up right now that I've only found a couple synergies that really work well. Like I've tried doing like an all Murloc band because the Murlocs like affect other Murlocs, which is kind of neat. Right, right, right. Yeah, and yeah. so that's one of the things that like I want to play around with is, you know, here's my Murloc mercenary band against your whatever you put together. Like which one's stronger? How does it play out? 
you know, that kind of stuff. I think that's where the game will really shine. I just don't think I'm there yet because I am still in the process of trying to level up my skills, level up my mercenaries. I've only found like two pieces of gear for them at this point. And I know that's a big thing because you can, you can equip like lots of different gear with perks and stuff like that as well. So I like the long-term aspect of it. I just, I, I hope that it continues to get better along the way because it does play very slowly. There's a lot of grinding to, to level your characters up and stuff like that right now. And then I don't know if you're like me, but I unlock some new character who starts at level one. My other characters are level 25. And now I've got to like power level that guy because I want to see <laughs> yeah. like, Ooh, what can I do with this character? And but oh, he's a lowly level one. So then I have to go back and redo like a lot of the missions that I've done to try to like power level them and stuff. So maybe I'm going about it the wrong way, but it, there is a good bit of grinding involved there. But again, sometimes that's relaxing, man. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just to like artificially inflate the time played numbers. But this is one that does play a little bit slow. I could definitely see multitasking, playing this while doing something else, especially when you're not doing PvP and you're playing against the AI. You can take all the time in the world between every turn. So if I'm working and I need to answer an email or a phone call, you can definitely kind of do two things at once. So it might kind of fill that that void. Yeah. All right. Well, we're halfway during that show, Josh. So we want to give a very special thank you to Razor. They are the world's leading lifestyle brand for gamers. They are an incredible gaming company. We love the gear that they provide. Josh, we have talked about the Huntsman V2 keyboards. We absolutely love them. Do you have one or two things you want to share about that keyboard? I do, man. It's it's funny. I just made a social post because I started looking around and I have this Huntsman V2 keyboard sitting on my desk. I have the Razer Tartarus V2, which is my gaming keypad. I just picked up a new Razer, Razer Naga X. They're just quality, man. Like, that's the biggest thing about this stuff is if you're going to spend this kind of money on stuff that you are using all the time, quality matters and paying up a little bit will get you a lot more. And I feel like that's where Razer really shines because you're getting your money's worth out of the technology that you're buying. And the technology that goes into these keyboards is phenomenal. I have recently discovered the built-in mute button on the uh, media controls on the Huntsman keyboard, Mm. which I love. I didn't have that on my old keyboard, and it's just a click of a button to mute things. It's a turn of the dial to turn the volume up and down. It's crazy. I know that sounds simple, but I didn't have that before. But of course, Razer thinks of everything when they put this thing together. Yeah, they absolutely do. They also have a sustainability initiative, so they're environmentally conscious. It's a company that Josh and I love. And if you want to use some of the same Razer gear that we do, you can head to MultiplayerPodcast.com slash Razer and just make sure to enter promo code MULTIPLAYER and they will send you a free gift along with your purchase. All right. So, Josh, getting back to this week in gaming, one story that I have to pull up that we don't need to spend a whole lot of time on, but I got an email in my inbox that I immediately took a print screen and I put it in our uh, Discord channel that has us and our friends here in the Phoenix area. But the cycle sent out an email <laughs> saying all that <laughs> all, all of the cycle servers are now taken down for the rest of the year. You cannot play the old cycle game and they have refunded any in-game purchases made in all of 2021 and that they're going to be coming back with their brand new format in 2022. I have played their beta for that new game mode, which is basically just Escape from Tarkov. 
except cartoony, and it looks like it's set in the Cycle universe. You and I famously loved the Cycle when it first released. They massacred this game over the course of a couple years to where it does not have any DNA that it had in the beginning. Are we ever going to try the new Cycle when it comes out next year, or is this just a final rest in peace the cycle we hardly knew you i we loved the cycle uh and people have heard us say that we've joked about it we've we've complained about where they've taken the direction of this game um and so it's 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 hard on us because we found this game that nobody had heard of that was amazing we got all our friends to play it everybody thought it was amazing it was free to play it was just just all around we were like wow where has this game been but they had no players. Like that was the biggest problem. But they also were exclusive to Epic Game Store. And people kept saying, hey, your game is awesome. When are you going to go to Steam? Because then this game will blow up. It'll actually become mainstream. There's nothing to not like about it. And they just went, oh, we're not going to Steam, you know, whatever, blah, blah. And then the player base slowly just dwindled and dwindled and dwindled. And we hung in there for a long time to, to the point where we were playing a lot of the exact same teams in every match over and over. And that's like, that's when you know you have a low player base and it's not like we were the same MMR, like, you know, rating because some of these teams were incredibly good and would just, we're going, well, we're playing for second this round boys, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) I will definitely give the new mode a try. I, you and I are not fans of the sweaty, hardcore nature of Escape from Tarkov. Uh, we rated that game very low because of that. Like the game itself is plenty fine. It's polished. It's way overcomplicated, but I'll give it a try. I mean, I'm not, I don't hate the, the developers. I hate what they did to a game that was already amazing. Instead of trying to figure out how do we get people to find this game, they just went, mm, this game must not be very good. Let's change it. <laughs> like no like don't change it man it's great and they went nope we're not listening to anybody we're changing it we're going to turn it into something different people went okay what are you gonna make it and then finally they went we're gonna make it escape from tarkov and everybody went what like no yeah so well especially because the old gameplay was so fast-paced and it felt like an arcade shooter and then they slowly just kind of like grinded down the speed and the fun and uh, yeah, it, it just seemed like such a weird 180 degree turnaround where it's just not even, not even is it not the same genre game? It's just a completely different attitude and feeling. So yeah, I, I think the cycle is just kind of donezo for us. But on a brighter note, there was a certain event that happened here. It's the DC fandom. And we were able to see a couple of trailers. Now, I think the, the major big reveal during the whole thing was the trailer for the movie, The Batman. Yes. By any chance, did you watch good. the trailer? Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. I can't wait. Yeah. I Robert can't Pattinson's either. gonna be amazing. Dude, Robert Pattinson. He's I, awesome. I, I, I was one of those people that saw him in Twilight and completely uh-huh. went, Oh, this guy's just whatever, man. You know, I, I, I guiltily like the Twilight movies. I have seen all of them many, many times because my wife loves them and I've watched them with her a few times. I think they're fine. Like legitimately, I think they're good movies, but I think in my brain, I kind of shoehorned Robert Pattinson in with those. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that guy is a freaking amazing actor, dude. He's really, oh, yeah. really good. And I am pumped for him to be the new Batman. And yes, the trailer is great, man. He looks 
He looks crazy. Like it, it ain't easy being <laughs> Batman apparently because Batman's gone down a dark path. <laughs> And I oh, love it. <laughs> there's so many things I can't wait for. They're not going to cover the origin story of Batman, which, of course, we've all seen 10,000 times. Yep. And they said it's going to be completely self-contained. It's going to be a self-contained detective story. And I, I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Oh, it's going to have but, the, the Riddler. It's going to have the Penguin. Yep. Like, they're bringing Catwoman. in a lot of, like, these characters that you haven't seen in the other mainstream Batmans. Um, but not so crazy where it was, what was it, Batman Forever that had, like, Mr. Freeze and all those guys in it, uh, the really terrible one. <laughs> uh, yeah, both Batman Forever and Batman and Robin had, yeah. like, 14 villains yeah. in each one. <laughs> it went off the rails a little bit there. Yeah. Well, one of the fun things is that even though I'm not a huge DC guy in general, I'm actually not a big comic book guy either, but I have always really loved the Batman line of video games. And so at the DC fandom, we were able to see trailers both for Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and we also saw Gotham Knights. Uh, so let's, let's talk about Suicide Squad first. How about that? Yes. Okay. okay. Number one, the title, <laughs> Suicide Squad. Sure. Kill the Justice League. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I am instantly like, yeah. <laughs> like, I want to <laughs> like, be the seriously? bad guys and I want to kill the good guys. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> Apparently, in this game, we're going to be hunting down Superman, Flash, Wonder Woman. Uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. Green Lantern. Yeah. Like, this looks, I think I we they finally figured it out, Paul. We have jokingly said, you can't take a video game and make a movie out of it and have it be good because everybody that's done that has failed for the most part. Right. right. But I think what they're learning is you can take a movie and make a video game out of it. Because <laughs> that's like, that's exactly what they've done. Both of these trailers looked great. Like, honestly, there's a little bit of cheese in them, but I think that's intended. Mm hmm. And there was no actual real gameplay. These are just like no, story trailers. Story. And they yeah. do, but they, they're in engine footage, is what it looks like. And I was highly impressed with both of them. Now, with the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, you're fighting the Justice League as the Suicide Squad. And to me, that just makes me giggle inside because I want to fight Superman. You know, I want to fight the Flash. Now, there is a little thing in the trailer where there's this weird, like, purple, veiny, glowing stuff on their faces. So yeah. it's like, I don't think you're actually fighting them just to be evil. I think that something is corrupting the Justice League. And so your job is to now go fight them. But what a premise, man. Yeah, the, the, the real big bad in Kill the Justice League is Brainiac, who has brainwashed the Justice League. And so that's what we know about the story. So we have all been given the task of subduing the Justice League, but ultimately Brainiac's the one behind it all. And it definitely leans right into the comedy, which is great. So like the trailer ends where Penguin is going to run for the door. <laughs> I love that part. Man. And and they, they, they're they like on the radio back to whoever their boss is, but they're yeah. like, the Penguin's flying. And so she's like, all right, delivering a shock. And so they shock Penguin, and he falls over unconscious. But then they just keep going, wait, he's getting up. Hit him again. He's run out the door. Somebody stop him. And so they just keep shocking his you know, already unconscious corpse. So they definitely lean into that style comedy of comedy, which is so needed in the DC world. And not only that, this is already confirmed as four-person co-op multiplayer. Oh, so you get to pick. Speaking my love language, Paul. 
Yeah, so this kind of harkens back to like X-Men Legends and those style games. You get to pick Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, and King Shark. And if you've got a couple buddies, you can all just pick one and play it together. It looks like a blast. It really does look like a blast. I hope that the gameplay is fun. Um, what was the game with uh, Drist DeWarden and Caddybree we were going to play? The... Uh, uh, the dark alliance yeah yeah, dark alliance dark alliance like yes please don't let it wind up being like that game where it's a huge disappointment like make the combat fun make the gameplay fun four-player co-op is incredible if this game comes out anywhere near decent like i want to pick this up and play with buddies because that's just screams a good time for me i love the suicide squad too the latest movie i thought was great i know you're not into them quite so much but uh, everything that I saw in this trailer really just hit all the right points for me. Now, the gameplay could come out and be a potato. Let's hope that that doesn't happen. But so far, so good. I have a high level of confidence because it's being developed by Rocksteady. And they're the ones who did the Batman Arkham series. Which and I have phenomenal, said, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of said I feel like it almost kind of like got forgotten in the books of history. But the Arkham games are some of my all-time favorite. They're great. You're Arkham right. Asylum, they're, Arkham City, they're, they're classics. They're overlooked a lot, but they're so good. Yeah, so I, I really hope Suicide Squad turns out good. And then the other trailer is for Gotham Knights where we find out that we are going to be dealing with the Court of Owls, who apparently are doing double duty Wait. also as the VIPs in Squid Game. Wait, Paul. Because who? <laughs> they've got golden masks that look like owls. No, I, who? I don't know. Who? <laughs> Funny. Hilarious. <laughs> the, the the Court of Owls. I, I did not know anything about them before this trailer. I didn't either. I guess, I've never I guess even heard some... of the Court of Owls. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're in the comics where they're like rich people who hire assassins called Talons to go out and do their dirty work. And I guess kind of one of the interesting things is that they've been active under Batman's nose the whole time and Batman didn't even know about it. So in Gotham Knights, Batman and Commissioner Gordon are dead, or at least we're being made to believe that they are dead. We see the tombstones. And now you are able to play as Nightwing, Batgirl, Robin, and Red Hood. And they are out fighting the Court of Owls. We also know that Mr. Freeze and Penguin will be in this game as well. This one will not be four-player co-op, but it is two-person co-op, which is better than nothing. But I did appreciate the fact that they said in one of the videos that this is like any good old-fashioned action RPG. They will present you with problems and a range of solutions, and you have every opportunity to use your character and your talents to play your own style. So I think this is going to be some action, some stealth, and they're going to give you that choice. Paul, I just hope that you're ready for me to blow our cover when we try to go in stealthily. <laughs> and then I go, he looked at me funny, Paul. <laughs> and just just oh. throw stealth to the wind and in we go. Fists oh. blazing. I just always think about Metal Gear Solid and how like you could enter a room with a bunch of people and just go Broop, and you yeah. see 30 guys <laughs> all turn. That's that's definitely what it's like playing with you, Josh. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So uh boy, we're we're technically out of time here, Josh. Should we jump into Battlefield Hazard yes, Zone? Yes, we have to. We got we gotta all go right. a little bit long on sure. this one. So all right. Go ahead. So 
We talked about the cycle earlier. The reason that we loved the cycle so much was it was a perfect execution of PVEVP. And if you guys Mm -hmm. have been listening to the show for a while, you've heard us talk about this genre that is still in its fledgling stages. And many games have tried to make this genre work and have kind of failed. The cycle absolutely nailed it. It was perfect. Scavengers... Eh, it's okay. so much. It's okay, but it's not the best like iteration of it. And it seems like what Battlefield 2042 is doing is trying to have a mode that is not a battle royale, but will interest people enough to get them to pick up this game. And so they have this mode that they've been touting, but have had no information about called Hazard Zone. And what they have described this as is PVEVP. Well, when you say that, I instantly get excited, and they have not shown any gameplay. This was just kind of a cinematic trailer, but what it appears to be is these satellites will break up and crash down to the zone that you're in every so often. I'm sure there's a bunch of them that break up in the very beginning of the match, but then more seem to come down as the match progresses. And your job is to go to these satellites and recover the hard drives from them. And mm-hmm. then you want to extract and extraction and PVEVP is kind of how you win the game. Like you, you know, you score higher than all the other squads, but you have to get out alive. And if you do that, then you've won the whole match. It can be a lot of fun. There's a lot of tense moments, especially when everybody's trying to extract at the same time. Um, and that is what the mode is. Now we don't know a whole lot about it other than that. That's what they're going for. <laughs> And yeah, so we I, we don't know how they're going to execute it. They've even said, "Hey, this is not necessarily about killing other squads." Although wiping out other squads is paramount because if they're out permanently, then one less thing you have to worry about. Um, so color me very interested and intrigued. I hope that they get it, but we just don't know much else. What are you, are you excited for, Paul? Is it kind of like, eh? Like, what what are your thoughts on it? I'll definitely check it out. I am definitely looking most forward to Portal and being able just to do those custom matches. But a couple other things about Hazard Zone. It will be squads of four. On the old-gen consoles, it'll be a max of 24 players on the map. So you've got six squads. But on the newer gen and PC, there will be 32 players for eight squads. It, it seemed to me to be like Battle Royale meets Escape from Tarkov because they have said that there will be two extraction zones and only two teams can extract. So there is a little bit of that element of eliminating the other teams, but also uh, however many of these drives you're able to extract with, you get some kind of black market currency points, I think is what they called them. And then you basically spend that to upgrade your player and your gear. And now you'll have that available next time. So, uh, I think out of all the modes, this one interests me the least, but if I have friends who like it, I, I'll love playing this with a group of buddies. I don't think it's one I would play on my own, but I'm looking much more forward to Portal. Yeah, part of me worries that it's the, um, what was the Warzone mode that they had blood money or something uh, like that yeah blood money and then hardline or something they changed the name yeah, yeah blood money was like it was war zone but instead you were just trying to accumulate a ton of cash and stuff like that and, and then it was call like, in the helicopter yeah that was a fun diversion it. but that mode didn't really work and so like part of me is like please don't let it be like that where there's just a few people that play it for flavor occasionally 
because I really do enjoy PvEVP. And so if this mode can be a very fun one of those, I could see it being very popular. I don't think it'll be like the premier mode by any means. Like that's still just going to be Battlefield. Um, but I like that they're trying to throw in some additional content, some additional flavor. I'm very intrigued. I would like to see some gameplay and how that happens because if it just devolves into a kill everybody fest, that's not really the point of PvEVP. And part of that is that you shouldn't have to fight in a game like that if you don't want to. Like for us, sometimes when we were playing the cycle, we would not engage people at all because it just didn't make sense. You know, and if you saw people coming, you would actually run because they couldn't catch you either. And then they were wasting their time. And then it kind of got to be where if we can engage these people on on fair terms or, you know, on our, our terms and kill them, well, then that helps us out, too. So I like I'd like to see that kind of balance in there. But we'll see. I mean, I guess they're saying that there's going to be some playtesting or, you know, maybe a little bit before it releases, but it's going to release with the, the game here in a month. So hopefully they've got, they've got it kind of ready to go. Yeah, I'm I'm a little worried based on what we saw no. from the AI in the open beta. <laughs> but uh I'm 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 open to the idea of playing Hazard Zone. How about that? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so that's, that's that might a real be as nice generous. Way of putting it. It's I, I kind of feel like this is the way I felt about zombies mode in Call of Duty. Like, great, it's there, that's fine. If I have a friend who wants to do it, I'll jump in and it's free. I'm not gonna complain about it. But I think the last PvEVP game we covered was Hood Outlaws and Legends, and this has got to be better than that. It's, I mean, hopefully, <laughs> game's what almost is it? It's not at the bottom, but it's like one or two up from the bottom think, of our list. I think it might be second to bottom. It? Yeah, it's it's pretty low. All right, well, that's all that we have here for this week in gaming. Thank you again to Razor. Thank you so much to everyone out there who supports us through Apple subscriptions and on Patreon. We really appreciate it. We will be back with a bonus round episode on Monday. We are going to be able to resurrect our old draft and tournament format. I'm very excited for this one, Paul. We're going to have a guest host joining us. So we will have three. Uh, It's been a while since we've had a third on the show. I believe the last one was... Outriders. I believe yes, we had it was Andy with on. Andy. That's right. I'm yeah. really excited for this one. Um, a good, good friend of ours, Michael Butler, is going to be joining us as our third host for this episode. It's going to bring back the tournament format that we absolutely love. You guys have said that you love it because you kind of play along with us while you're listening to the show. Uh, you get caught up in the debates once the show airs, you know, and stuff like that too. So we're really, really excited about that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped for that one. Yeah, can't wait for it. So we'll have that one available and ready for you on Monday. Happy gaming until then. We'll see you guys for that next episode. All right. See you, everybody. Have a good one.